0: As I mentioned earlier, the Lord's table is one ordinance and baptism is the other. We've already read Romans chapter 6 and verses 1 to 13. <clears throat> this morning we look at the word baptism and we use that as an acrostic, using the letter, letters of the word to have a thought from those. First of all, we're going to look at its believers only. Let's pray before we do. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that each one is here today and may the message of your word come home to our hearts. And might we, if we have not been saved, are not a Christian, may today be the day when the word speaks, the Holy Spirit works, and we become one of your children. And for those, Lord, who are your children, may we rejoice that we have followed you in baptism we pray for those who are today that your blessing will be upon them and we thank you for each one may the word be powerfully put by your spirit to our hearts today in jesus name we pray amen <clears throat> in the Gosp- in the book of acts not the gospel the book of acts chapter 2 and verse 41 we know in Acts chapter two, the day of Pentecost had come; the Holy Spirit was present with them. And in Acts two verse forty-one, there's the mentioned here: "And they that gladly received His word were baptized; and the same day were added unto them about three thousand souls. A lot of people getting saved. Now I've talked to Juma." In, in Africa, <laughs> when they have a baptism, I don't know, where, where's Juma sitting? Ah, th- he's gone. Ah, he, he's doing something. <laughs> so, but uh, he said thousands of people <laughs> come along to a baptism. And uh, it's a great rejoicing, a great time to celebrate. And uh, they're showing that to us a little bit today <laughs> in what they're used of back there in Africa. And many it it says here that 3,000 were saved and baptised that day, added to the church. But notice they were believers only that got baptised. And that's very important. And we emphasise that to people who desire to be baptised. You have to have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no point at all being baptised if you're not a believer already and it tells us very plainly in the gospel, in the book of acts chapter 8 there what hinderest me uh, you know to be baptized and philip the evangelist said if thou believest if you believe on the lord jesus christ there are many many churches that baptize people that have not believed and it gives a false sense of salvation to those people they grow up and say yep i've been done huh like we get phone calls from people can you do our children or you can do me because we're the name's baptist Baptist. you must baptize people (laughs) and i say well what do you want done (laughs) because i know what they're thinking they think baptism's going to save them or save their children and it's not nowhere in the scripture does it say that baptism saves a person Baptism, as we're going to see, is something of following the Lord in obedience, as has been prayed this morning. And so <clears throat> they that gladly received his word, they believed on the Lord Jesus. Acts 16 and verse 34 is where the Philippian jailer was speaking to the, uh, uh, Paul and Silas, was it not? He'd whipped them, he'd beat them, he'd thrown them in jail. For preaching, And he brought them out after the earthquake and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's simplicity, isn't it? <laughs> there wasn't a great big theological argument. It was believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And as you read through the scriptures, there's things that are added in that, like Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, it says, thou shalt be saved. Thou shalt be saved. It, it's not a ceremony, it's not baptism, it's not church membership, it's believing on the Lord Jesus Christ that saves the person. Believers only. A, the second letter in the, um, the word baptize, Authority. Where do we get the authority for baptism? And we won't turn to all these, but in Matthew 28, the last two verses of the Gospel of Matthew tells us there that we are to go into all the world. And what are we to do? We're to teach all nations. And then, when they have been taught and understand and believe, baptise them. So the authority is proclaimed by the Lord himself. And when the Lord gives the command... Are we to question that or are we to obey that? We're to obey the commands of the Lord, not question them. And here he tells us, go there for into all nations and baptise them in the name of Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This was spoken 2,000 years ago. We're close to the other end, aren't we? We're living on the precipice of eternity, you could say authority yes proclaimed by the Lord participated in by the Lord himself and that's back in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 13 then cometh Jesus from Galilee to the Jordan unto John to be baptized by him but John forbade him saying I have need to be baptized of thee comest thou to me and Jesus answering said unto him suffer it to be so now for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness then he suffered him and the Lord was baptised. He went up straight away out of the water, and lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descend like a dove and lightning upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Lord participated in baptism by John. For John said, No, I'll, you baptise me. And the Lord said, No, suffer it to be so. What an example for us. He humbled himself not only unto death but to to do this in the beginning of his ministry (laughs) it was practiced by Peter Peter practiced it and that's in Acts chapter 10 verse 44 it was performed by Paul in Acts chapter 16 you see this is this is real personal to me (laughs) and um, Tim brought it up to home to us last weekend actually again because within my family very close as close as you can get as a family member someone tells me one day baptism's not for today i said and i said where's this johnny come lately doctrine come from and that really upset them <laughs> because it's in the in the word and i had to go back in the word and say well you know paul didn't talk about it paul didn't baptize people now he did so <laughs> it is in first corinthians he, he said he didn't go around making a habit of baptizing people he had other workers with him that were doing that he was evangelizing and, and starting churches but in in first corinthians one twelve and to 17 he did baptize people and it, he, he was his memory was going he must have been getting a bit old but he said, I, I think I baptised them, but I can't be sure if I baptised this person. But he did do it. And there is a doctrine that's going around. It's, in, it's incorporated in, called the Grace Movement. They don't call them Baptist churches because they don't baptise. It's called the Grace Movement. There's churches in Sydney, there's churches in Melbourne, that are that, and mainly overseas. And it was interesting, when I went down from where I was challenged on this it was half in the middle of Victoria and they went down to Melbourne with Jill and I and, uh, mentioned it to my father-in-law. And he, he got up out of his chair and he trotted off to the bedroom and he come back straight away. And he said, when I was in the army in England, <laughs> he said, this stuff was taught back then. And when the fellow left to go back to America, he said, we retaught them <laughs> and said, baptism is for today. And I'd never knew that my father-in-law had had to face this way back at the Second World War or just after the Second World War. And so, yes, it is a challenge for some. Some say it's not on. It is. It's literal, it's practical, it's logical as you read through the Scriptures. And P is for public confession. And in those verses that are given in the bulletin there, they don't mention baptism. But it does mention in Matthew chapter 10 that if we confess him before men, he will confess us before the Father in heaven. So it's a public confession. And for us today, I say it is a lot easier. Back in times past and in other countries presently, if you get baptised, you could lose your job, You could lose your reputation, you could lose your family, you could even lose your life in places in the world today if you get baptized. So it's a public confession of the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, I am a Christian. And we ought to speak and show that we are in our confession of Him, even through baptism. T, the testimony of the gospel. Let's turn to this one. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And verses one to four. First Corinthians fifteen. Verses one to four. Paul said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye received, and in which ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I received. And this is the gospel that he mentioned there in verse one. That Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. That he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And here we have three things that are mentioned. The death, the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Why did he die and shed his blood? To pay for our sins. We cannot pay for our own sins. Without the shedding of blood I've mentioned that in Hebrews 9. There is no remission of sins. And if you read through Hebrews chapter 9 and chapter 10, it is all about the blood of the Lord Jesus atoning for our sins. And nobody will be able to enter heaven's gates who has not been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus, cleansed in the blood. Have you been cleansed in the blood of the Lord Jesus? Not literally, but in the spiritual sense, that you've been washed in the blood, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you have been. Death of the Lord Jesus, the shedding of his blood. The burial. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 40. In Matthew 12 and verse 40, we have there where the Lord Jesus said, I'll give you a sign. It'll be the sign of Jonah, Jonas, as it's mentioned there, that he was three days... And three nights in the belly of the great fish, down in the depths of the sea, to where that whale, whatever, big fish, took him. And that is picturing the the burial. And so he mentions there the burial, burial of himself. Three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. And when you read the book of Ephesians and Peter, you can say literally it happened. The death, the burial, and thirdly, the resurrection. If you just go over in chapter 15 and verse 12 of 1 Corinthians, If Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? He is referring to the Sadducees and others that sided with them. If there is no resurrection, we have no hope. And as it says in verse 19, We are all men most miserable. And then he states, as a matter of fact, in verse 20, now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. By man, Adam, in the Garden of Eden came death. By the Lord Jesus came life. <laughs> and he makes us alive. The testimony of the gospel is seen in baptism death to self, <laughs> burial in the water, and up as it were, in resurrection, to walk a new life before others and the world. I stands for identification or individual decision. It's not the conviction of mum and dad. I remember that when I became a Christian, it was around the age of 12. Baptism was about the age of 18 in the Yarra River of all places, but right up in the mountains where it's clean as the Murray. <laughs> but in the big rocks and the water flowed. Actually, right opposite Mr and Mrs Ball Senior's place up at East Warburton, And that, that's where I was baptised by one of my uncles who was pastoring the church there. I was baptised with my cousin and with another lady that's now living in Tasmania. There three of us that day. I remember it very clearly. But it was my decision. It was an individual decision that I made to identify with the Lord Jesus Christ in his death, his burial, and his resurrection, to be a testimony to those around. Um, Just as in salvation, it's an individual matter. I don't decide for my children, and my father and parents didn't decide for me. I believed on the Lord Jesus, and baptism is an individual decision. It's an outward expression of an inward act that has already taken place and read through 1 Corinthians there. S is for significance of baptism. What is, it, what is it about? Well, back in our reading that we had earlier in Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4, Know ye not that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, we should also walk in newness of life. Now, this is speaking about when we got saved, spiritual baptism, the Holy Spirit's baptism into the body of Christ. But it has an outward effect. As it says in verse 11, and right through chapter 6 of Romans, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, indeed unto sin, but alive unto God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in its lust. The significance of baptism is when we get baptised, we're saying to everybody that's there and to anybody that wasn't there but is knows about it, I am endeavouring to walk with the Lord and to set a great example of what a Christian should be. <laughs> now, I may sin, but the Lord will forgive me and I'll get up and go again. And that's what Romans 6 is all about. It starts with baptism and then talks about the obedient life of the Christian, crucifying the flesh, and living in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we haven't time to elaborate on that, but that is there. And then it forms within a few yards, probably 30 yards, there's a river. And it's a, it's a lime green colour. And we had a baptism to participate in a baptism of a local person there when we're over there. And we were just just down from where it starts. And it was it was probably about from here to there wide and as we were Andrew was doing it and he was baptizing an individual and as that happened here comes some Jewish people floating on tubes <laughs> and they ah Christian <laughs> they knew what was happening <laughs> they knew what was happening <laughs> there was a baptism happening and where the Lord was baptised us down below the Sea of Galilee we were above the Sea of Galilee where we were uh, at the river But there was much, much water. Why do you need much water if you're going to sprinkle a person? You don't. You need a lot of water. They come up out of the water, didn't they? The Lord Jesus and John the Baptist. And the Ethiopian eunuch. Here is much water. What hinders me to be baptized? Because a sprinkle is not being buried. A sprinkle is a sprinkle. It's not going under. And so the method of baptism is, I believe, scripturally speaking, immersion, immersion. The Lord didn't just go unconscious when he died. He died and was buried. He had his life was taken from him that we might have life. And so the method is certainly immersion and totally. First Peter chapter three, verse 21, I think is a good summary or conclusion The like figure unto which even baptism does also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so some will say in the first part of that verse, well, look, it says baptism saves me. The like figure unto which even baptism does now save us. But then it says not the putting away of the filth of the flesh not the cleansing of our sin. It's the answer of a good conscience toward God. And if you haven't been baptized and you think you should follow the Lord in obedience of baptism, consider it. If you're not a Christian, you're not saved, you haven't confessed the Lord, trust the Lord. Time is short. There's not a lot of time before the Lord comes and we do that, what we did this morning, until he comes and then it's all over. Trust the Lord Jesus. Believe on him. He'll wash, your, wash away your sins and you become one of his children. Secure forever in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Trust in him. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the time together. Thank you for the quick reminder of the two ordinances today of the Lord's Supper we celebrate in remembrance of the baptism, that we should participate in following you in obedience, identifying with you and coming up to declare, I am going to walk in newness of life. I'm going to be an example to my family, to my friends, and wherever I am, of a dedicated Christian. Bless those that are doing that today and if anyone is here, hasn't been baptized Lord and you've spoken to them may they seek your will in their lives thank you for all your blessings we thank you for the fellowship to come in a moment and we give thanks and praise in Jesus name amen